Hi, everybody. It's episode 430 of PodQuest. Hey! It is Wednesday, November 9th, 2022. I am Chris. With me is Druton. Hello. And Walnut. Yeah, I'm here. Uh, I don't even know, guys. You're not here. Cobb's not here, guys. It's just me and Druton this time. Yeah, I'm just I, I'm just going to float in the background. Yeah, that's fine. So uh, today we have a bunch of stuff that we can get into and talking about, uh, but I'm trying to figure out what, what sort of preamble we could have before we do all of the talking. How you doing, Drew? How's your day going? It was all right. It was slow. It was all a right. day. Yeah, I get that. I feel you. I got a bunch of bullshit with work lately, so like always, so it's not, nothing special. Um, but yeah, do you want to go over what we've got going on for today's show? I'm literally going to go right over Cobb because he's not here. Yeah, I mean, we're going to talk about the Nindy Showcase from this morning. Mm-hmm. We're going to do the book club, History of Tetris, from uh, the Gaming Historian on YouTube. And let me let me t- let me say one thing about the history of uh, of of Tetris: hooliganism. That's all I got to say. Okay. Uh, apparently, we're going to talk about the Netflix series Blockbuster. I don't know how we're going to talk about that because I haven't watched it, and Cobb isn't here today. Me either. I don't know. Uh, you played Plague Tale Requiem. Yes. And someone's gonna talk about Marvel Snap, apparently? Yeah, well, we'll see. Oh no, I've seen, I can say I've seen about a million ads for it. Now, yes. Which one of you motherfuckers just snapped while talking about Snap? Walmart. That was me. Good job. What? No, no I, I, it was good. Good job. I know. I, 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 I figured. I figured. Bravo. I, I figured I'm it was a good thing. You, you, you did something right for a change. Oh, Cobb's back, guys. Cobb's back. Am I? Or is this just uh, all pre-recorded? You know, this is a really good... If it's pre-recorded, <laughs> this is really good pre-recording. That's all I gotta say. Well, think about this, though. When people are listening, it is pre-recorded. Oh. Bam. Mm, but is it a pre-pre-recording? Look, I just watched a YouTube video where in Italy you can get into an elevator that rides an elevator. And now I'm just all into the Inception shit now. So, just to, to piggyback off of, of that nonsense, I started watching the new Quantum Leap reboot thing they did. Oh, yeah, right, that's a thing. Um, which is actually a continuation. Like, yeah. it's 2022, and it opens up with, in 1995, Dr. Sam Beckett, like, did the thing in the Quantum Leap thing and never got home because that show has the most depressing ending <laughs> yeah he, he did never get home right like yeah no that the, the the last episode of quantum leap ends with just the the caption uh, black screen white text dr samuel beckett never returned home damn um so I mean, he can never return home even in this well we don't know that i mean scott bacula is still alive you, but i'm saying like he if if the ending of the original series was that he never got home then he's never getting home. I guess that's true. Yeah, I guess that's true. Only like, so I mean, like the one argument there is, so that show took place, like that show started in the late 80s, ran into the early 90s, was based several years in the future from there, like like 95, 96. Uh-huh. Um, I, so, love like, the, if, I love that. The yeah. technology was like never going to happen. It's 95. Yeah. <laughs> so, and like at the time, the so, and I forgot this was a thing until this new one. Uh, the whole idea was that they theoretically were not supposed to be able to go further in the past than their lifetime or into the future. Mm-hmm. So if you watch anything from the original Quantum Leap, it's supposed to be within the span of Sam's life. Yeah. Huh. Um, in this, in this new one, apparently, like, cause it, it's 2022, like, technology is better. 
um, the guy who, like, they restarted the Quantum Leap program, like, two decades later, and the guy who's now leaping, um, he went into it and, like, undid a bunch of locks that they had on it to prevent that stuff. So there's already been an episode where he jumped to, like, the Wild West. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're, I'm assuming at some point they'll do, like, a near future thing, too, because they're, the reason I brought this up, in the most recent episode, or the most recent episode I watched, we're, like, three episodes behind, four episodes behind. Um, there's a whole, like, B-plot of every episode with, like, his friends and co-workers in the present trying to figure out, like, how to get him home, which was never a thing in the original. Mm-hmm. But there was another person, like, leaping, and, like, he came up to, to this guy and he told him to stop fucking following him through time. Um, so it, it sent the, the present timeline and, and, and the one woman's like, but what if the person who's leaping is leaping in the future and we just haven't met them yet? And that whole episode is just them talking about things that happened in the future that are, like, coming back and impacting the past. And it was very weird. Um, and yeah, that's, it reminded me of that. Nice. Nice. I forgot that show was a thing. I kind of tried to watch it. It's actually pretty good. Like, I really, I have a fondness for the original Quantum Leap. Um, I have not seen it in many, many years. But like, you know, they're, they're definitely, like, they're using stuff from the original show in a lot of ways, like, um, uh, fuck, um, Al, the guy that played Al Dean Stockman, yeah. I think was the actor, he died, like, last year or the year before, so, like, like they reference that, like, at one point they go to speak to his wife, who, is, who was always referenced in the show, and there was actually an episode that, like, involved her, um, mm-hmm. like, goes to her to, like, talk to her about something, because apparently her daughter is the one that helped the guy who's leaping now, like, break all the rules, um, and, like, just, lo- like, little things like that, like, references to the old show, like, they still use Ziggy, like, Ziggy is still, like, the thing that, like, the the hologram person uses to, like, see what the odds are that, like, they've changed history. Yeah. Like, it's cool. They- Actually, so, I just remembered the episode that I, that we just watched that had the- all that, like, well, like, what if this is in the future, but they're, they're in the past and we haven't met them yet stuff. Um, the leap was actually the, the San Francisco earthquake that happened during the, uh, the 89 World Series. Mm-hmm. So I just thought that w- that was interesting because we just finished a World Series. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we did. Um, which is and its we... own bag of disappointment. Yep. I mean, I'll be 100 honest. I wasn't expecting them to win just because of how much hype was behind it. <laughs> Not only that, like I I didn't think they were going to win. I'm just glad they didn't get swept. Every other team yeah. the Astros played in the playoffs, they swept. The Phillies beat them twice. Yeah. So you know, good yeah. for them. Uh, but how about that indie showcase? It was. I mean, it was it was an indie showcase. It was it was a bunch of indie games coming to uh, Switch. Um, they had they had a decent showing. There there were a few games that I was uh I was interested in. There was a Don Don Dundagni. I don't I don't. It was a French game. Uh, I I thought I I thought I remembered how to spe- uh, pronounce it, but I don't. Mostly because like it was weird. Like the background is like this wild watercolor art style. And, like, the, the character is, like, an actual, like, kind of rendered character. It was just, it was weird. I don't really know. It felt a little uncomfortable to watch this character moving around in that art background. I, I remember what you're talking about. Like, I, un- like, I was kind of busy while, while watching it. So, like, I paid attention to some, but other games I sort of, like, checked out of if they didn't grab me right away. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there was, a uh, one game called Oni. Um, uh, Wait, I think the it was PS2 like- game? No, I, O-N-I, it's like, Oni, the, the PS2 path, game? <laughs> the, the, the path to be the 
most powerful Oni or something. I can't remember what the subtitle was. But uh, all I wrote to that is, uh, he's just a little guy. Like, I loved him, the main character for this. He's just a little guy. And I, I want, I want, I kind of want it. So it wasn't an anime girl? No, no, he's just a little guy. Um, and then, uh, there was one game that I was just like, kind of taken aback by. It was, uh, Pepper Grinder. Oh, that game looks so fun though. Literally puzzles taken out of Ori and the Blind Forest or Ori and the Will of the Wisps. It also looks exactly like, um, like Celeste. Yeah, like, I, I, like, there was, uh, you get an ability in Ori and the Will of the Wisps to travel through the dirt, and literally there were puzzles where you had to go through the dirt and, and, and grapple onto a hook to swing around to go through the next level. Like, I was just the whole time, like, I feel like I've seen this in Ori, like, this exact sequence in Ori. And I was just, like, I was, I was a little taken aback by that. I mean, there's also Dig Dug and Mr. Driller. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, I've, like, I, like, gameplay-wise, is more so, like, the digging through dirt, whatever, it's, like, the actual, like, I, I looked at it, and there was one scene that I was just like, I feel like that was in Ori. Like, that exact frame was something I mean, in Ori. Th- this whole thing also looks, vi- like, even stylistically, it looks very much like Celeste. Yeah. Um, it's just, rather than it being, um, all aerial stuff, it is more about, like finding your way through the environments with like your your drill called grinder. Yeah. And like like I love the gameplay of Celeste. Like I like I like that sort of platforming, so I'm all for trying this one out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like I'm I'm not I'm not trying to throw too much shade on it, but I was just like it just it it kind of I was just like did did they did they play Ori and say we want to make a game out of that? Cuz it's just I I don't know, it was just a little 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 too close to it. In, in, in a sense. I don't know. I, I I see I see more resemblances to Celeste than I do to Ori. I, well, did you play Ori and the Will of the Wisps? You know, what? no, I didn't play Will of the Wisps. Then, so that's why you you're not you don't know the sequences I'm talking about. But like, even the character looks like Madeline from no. Celeste. <laughs> yeah, graphically, it looks like Celeste. Gameplay wise, it felt like Ori. Well, you never played Celeste either, though, right? No, but I've I've seen it played. It's no, a platformer. but like it's a platformer. But like going through the um the dirt, like they they are in this, and collecting like the the diamonds or whatever they're supposed to be, the jewels. Mm-hmm. Like that's exactly things that you do in Celeste as well. It's just it's not dirt. It's um it's like like this gelatinous cube. Um, but it's it's incredibly similar. Mm-hmm. So like it definitely has it has DNA from both of them. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it definitely looks like it takes inspiration from a lot of stuff, because it also has, like, side-scrolling shooter level. True. Yeah. Like, so, I don't know, it looks pretty cool. Yeah. Like, I am I will 100% try it out. Mm. Um, I also, I actually, I will not play it, because I just don't get in the roguelikes, but I thought that Have a Nice Death actually looked really cool. Yeah, I, I've, I've seen it places I've seen it on Steam. I've 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 never like actually played it or watched somebody play it, but like that trailer I was like, oh this does look interesting. I might check it out. Um, yeah, I just I keep trying roguelikes and it, you know what if it comes to Game Pass, I will a hundred percent play it for at least a little while. Mm-hmm. But like I like I try rogue roguelikes and like sometimes I spend money on them and then I play them once and I'm like, oh yeah, I don't like this. Yeah. And then it's just it's a waste of money. Yeah. Uh, Rogue Legacy, uh, is coming to Switch, which, I mean, there's really no shocker there that that was gonna happen. Um, 
and you're getting the upgraded version, which is pretty sweet. Uh, if you don't already have Rogue Legacy, I think right now it's still currently just on PC. I don't think it's available anywhere else. Um, did Rogue Legacy 2 come console yet? I thought it did. But uh, it, it, if you're interested in Rogue Legacy 2, it is on Switch already. Like, it's now on Switch. It really, it, it, it released today. But it's, I, it, you, Cobb, you said it's, uh, there's a sale for it as well on Switch? No, no, I, I'm sorry. I thought you meant it's, it was on sale. No, like, there is a sale for uh, Rogue I'm Legacy sorry, no, 2. I, I misunderstood what you meant. No, it, it, they just, they announced that it was on sale today on mm-hmm. Switch. Like, it, they, it was on the store to purchase. Yeah, it's, uh, 20% off right now. So it's 20 bucks on Steam. Here. Okay. So, how about, which one of you is gonna, is gonna buy the, um, the South Indian cooking game? You know, that's another one where I was like, this is a neat concept, but, like, the art was just a little, I don't know, like, I don't, it, it's, it's, I, yeah, I was just like a little like, mm, this is a neat concept, but I'm just not 100% sold on the art. Which one is that? Um, uh, Venba, V-E-N-B-A. Yeah. Like, it actually looks like it could be neat, but also, yeah. like Richie said, the, the art style is just a little... I. I mostly just worry that uh, it's going to be very similar to, say, like, Donut County, where, like, it mu- it's not going to be a full-price game. It's probably going to be $15, $20. But, like, if I paid $15 or $20 for Donut County, I'd say I want my money back. Um, I'm afraid it might have that sort of similar uh, situation. Like, it might just be a quick, like, two, three-hour game where you do what they tell you to do, and it's more of a, a, a story than it is a game. It's it's an interactive story more so than anything else. But like I don't know this the, the art the art of the, like the, the character art is cool. It's the art of like the food and the actual gameplay that really turned me away from it. Which is fair. Um, and it, like yeah, something I don't like that weird sort of like paper two D art style a ton. Like mm-hmm. where like their their body parts all seem to move kind of independently in a weird way. Like South yeah. Park. I can't think mm-hmm. of a better way to describe it. Um. I did think that um the goodbye world um the the game development struggle yeah actually looks like it could be neat like it's it's like a I think it was supposed to be like an RPG but or or oh no I'm sorry you, it's a puzzle platformer yeah oh no 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 I'm right so it's like part RPG and then you're trying to make a puzzle platformer for like an old handheld game mm-hmm. so yeah that I thought that one looked like it could be interesting potentially yeah. Um, and then there's, um... Sports Story also. Like, I, I never played Golf Story, but I always heard it was really good. Yeah, that's a game I always kind of meant to play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now, like, Sports Story is now coming. And then, Drew, Wrestle Quest coming out May 2023. You know, I, I think I might have emails about that game. That name sounds familiar. Yeah, I don't know why, but it's definitely familiar sounding. Oh, I did not realize Inscription was uh, December 1st. Um, well, I mean, it's, again, it's another one of those games that's already out for, like, yeah, everything else. I thought it was only on Steam. Is it on console already? I, I, it, I believe it might be on PlayStation 5. I've watched a streamer who only streams on PS5 play it before, so I believe it's probably on PlayStation. Oh, yeah, it, it just came out on PS4 and PS5 and all. Yeah. So it, it originally launched on Steam in last, this like October of last year. Mm. And then yeah, PS4, PS5 was the the end of August. It was August 30th and then Switch is December 1st. Yeah. So it's like I mean it's like these these nindies are cool for people who only have a Switch. 
to get to see the games that are coming out. But it's also, like, for me, it's a cool, like, exposure to indie games that I probably would never see otherwise. It's also good for people that don't want to play at a computer and don't have a Steam Deck. Like, most of these games, I would not want to play, like, on the TV or sitting at a fucking computer like a nerd. Um, But, like, would be perfectly fun on a handheld. Yeah, and, like, a lot of these games, like I said, like, if I were to get Rogue Legacy, I'm glad that it's on the Switch, because honestly, that, that is a, that is a handheld game. That is a game that you play, like, yes, you play it, you could play it on the TV, but, like, it's a game that I would want to play if I were going on vacation or going on a trip, because it's something you can pick up and put down easily. You can play for a few oh. minutes. And then... It did not come out as long ago as I thought. What? Rogue Legacy 2. Yeah, it literally Same. came out, like, a few months ago. It was so, April. For some reason, I thought it came out yeah. last year. Yeah. No, it's it's pretty damn new. Um, and then, <laughs> what about Once Upon a Jester? I what are your thoughts that on that? That I'm not surprised. It is weird. It is like it. It is very like paper art kind of. Um, oh yeah, you I... have to do improv theater shows in order to move forward and become like the court jester of the king or so. I don't know. It is the weirdest thing. Uh, yeah, I definitely I'm, tuned this one out. I just found yeah, it on the one. I'm totally sending it to uh, the the streamer OG Weirdbeard, because that is definitely in his uh, wheelhouse. Uh, uh, so, Rich, did any of these pique your interest in, like, a you-want-to-stream-it sort of way? Uh, no. I mean, what was it? Um, sports sports quests or whatever it was, kind of. Um, Rogue Legacy has been something I've been wanting to get, but, like, not... Not really sports story, not sports quest, sports story. But none of these really, like, like none of these I looked at and was like, I need to get this to play it on stream. Um, yeah, they're they're not they 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 weren't necessarily stream games. Like, if anything, most a lot of them would be like, I wouldn't mind trying this out, but I by myself. Like, I would try maybe if it were free or something, I'd try Once Upon a Jester, but not on stream. Um. Or maybe try these games out, see how they play, and if it's fun, play it on stream type of thing. That's fair. That is fair. Mm. Um, anything else about these? Uh, I miss when they were just called Nindies. Um, about this indie showcase, either of you guys have to say? No, it was it was a nice showcase. Yeah, it was. Uh, but I guess uh, how about how about the the wonderful world of Tetris? So let me tell you guys one thing real quick. Uh-huh. I finished this at five fifteen. Let's say. I don't remember exactly what time. Around that. I don't remember anything that was said or happened in this thing. 100%. How? I, this is, this is why I don't take in the, this form of media because I, it is not, because it is not entertainment and it is informative, I will listen and I will be 100% honest. I found things interesting. I did. But I don't remember. I don't hold on to the information for that long. That's, that's why. That's why I made sure to watch it so soon because I don't hold this. I this is why I was never good with history. This is why I was never good. This is why I don't do a lot of like history based reading and text is because I don't remember this. You need to tell me things multiple times for me to remember stuff. Like I I don't remember any of the names. Okay, who who created Tetris? I, uh, some Russian dude who made it. Um. While working for the Russian Technological Institute, and technically it was owned by Russia, and he had no right selling it, but I don't remember his name. Okay, you know what? You, that is more than I expected you to know. I'm going to be honest. Yeah, yeah. It, like I, I had to and write his down. His name a, is Alexei Pajanov. Yes, 
Um, I had to write down a few things. Uh, there was, um, near the end, it was saying what happened to a lot of the people. Uh, and the one, the, one of the dudes, I remember because his sons were also on it. His last name was Maxwell. I don't remember his first name. Totally didn't die of a heart attack. Totally was murdered. Um, oh, that's, yeah. that's you, really you my takeaway from you this. You don't, you don't get found naked in the ocean from a heart attack. I, look, it could have been a heart attack from drugs forced down his body. I'm that you know what you're that is true yeah and like the dude the dude had some shady business dealings with the fucking Russians yeah so, yeah um and I mean there was the other guy too who that like murder suicide his family. yeah there was there's a murder suicide guy um and then, but- and then it's like that it's like those two were like back to back and like a few others that were just kind of like this person just faded into obscurity and then all of a sudden it's like. And Shigeru Miyamoto, who is recognized uh, as being one of the greatest game developers of all time, yeah. and it's just Miyamoto with his like his big goofy smile. Yeah, but yeah, I I thought it was just, I didn't realize how much weird shit was wrapped up around Tetris. Yeah, it was like the the little that I remember that was going on, like the the wild crazy shit that was going on back and forth between just the rights itself. And how, like, he was not actually allowed to sell the rights because he technically didn't own it because the university or whatever did. And then how all the shady business with getting the piece or the console rights was mind boggling. Like, uh, and just like the whole chain of events with the selling the rights to begin with, with just like a miscommunication yeah. in the language barrier where he said a thing that he thought was like okay yeah let's talk about this more but in plain english in the translation or whatever was yes deal, done deal go ahead I, what was it that they said like it was like let's talk i swear i, it was, I think it was like, like i want I this, would deal. Like this deal I, yeah i would like the deal or i want this deal uh, yeah but like yeah, I guess in Russian, whatever how it translates, he meant yeah. it as "let's talk," and in English, the English translation is "I want it." Let's do this. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if you guys caught this or not, but I thought it was interesting that the, so the Russian release of the game, um, at the bottom of the screen or the box, I forget, I forget what was what they were showing at the time. But it says like um a game from like whatever that that Russian technology institute or whatever it was. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um but then underneath that it said by Alexei Pajanov. Um which is kinda wild that the Soviet fucking Union was giving credit to the game designer when no fucking games up until I don't know, two thousand five really credited anybody. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 2005 is probably a little late, but I, like I, he didn't he didn't get to start collecting rights until what was it like 95 or something like that. Basically, after like the copyright like reverted. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and that's when he when when they basically created Tetris Company as is when he started getting royalties for the game he created in what was it 83? Yeah, I like I also thought it was really fascinating that like. Like, kind of the iterations he went through developing it, and how, like, he, he wasn't developing necessarily, like, doing it to, like, make a game at first. Like, it was just a thing to kind of do. And mm-hmm. how, like, he iterated iterated on it till it was Tetris, but then, like, had to bring in that other kid to help him basically rewrite it into a modern coding language because the, it was the Soviet Union, like... The technology they were given was a decade out of date. Well, yeah. it was, I, yeah, it was a decade out of date, but it was up to date for Russia. 
Uh, yeah. It was like the newest model in Russia, but because of Russia's, how far back Russia was with technology, it was a decade old, uh, when you first bought it. Yeah. Um, I just, I love how when they're talking about, and this is, uh, what, what I said earlier, when they were talking about the American release and how they're like, all right, well, let's, let's use Russia to, to, to push for its sales. Let's like, oh, like unlock the Iron Curtain or open the Iron Curtain. And they, the, the narrator was like, they also added an homage to some pilot who landed in the Red Square in, in Moscow on a prop plane, um, and was arrested for hooliganism. <laughs> and, like, I remember playing, like, that old PC version of Tetris, like, with mm-hmm. all that artwork. Yeah. Yeah. I, I believe, I, I believe we had cool. access to it as well. Yeah. And so I've, I had never actually, like, I never played that, and I think I'd only ever seen it once or twice until, like, this documentary. I think my, my, I don't know how we had it. My old home PC, the PC my parents had when we were living in Woodland, that had, like, Pac-Man on it. It had the original Tetris on it. It had all these old school games. I don't know how. I don't know if my dad downloaded something or if he, like, I mean, he knew a bootlegger who would get games, so maybe, like, they had them all. But it was just, like... It was, it was, we had, we had all those old games and, and, and Tetris is one of them. And I remember, I remember everything about that music and playing at, at home in Woodland. I, I did enjoy too how this was another case of Nintendo taking another company to court over, uh. over copyright infringement, mm-hmm. basically, which like they were not in the wrong in this one. Like, um, I believe it was Tengen, I believe, right? Yeah. Uh, yes. Well, Atari. Which is Atari. Is Atari. Yeah. yeah. Um, but like they basically were releasing unlicensed um, games onto the Nintendo yeah. at a point like, when like Nintendo, like much like you have to go through now with like certification, like back then, like Nintendo had to approve your games and like Nintendo had like strict guidelines. Like the reason that certain companies had like sub development under them, like EA, I think was one of the first ones to do it um, was because Nintendo had limitations on how many games a company could put out in a calendar year. Um, oh, this predates EA's existence. <laughs> oh no, no, I I know that. I was just throwing out like like Nintendo is very strict on their game releases. Like like that's why games used to get that like Nintendo seal of quality on like the NES cartridges. And for Atari to be like, yeah, you know, we drove this com- this fucking entire business into the ground once with our shitty fucking releases. Let's do it again. Mm-hmm. Um, and then to like be like, yeah, we're just gonna release this game that we don't technically have the rights to. But like because they, nobody technically has the rights to it. Yeah, no one technically had the rights to it, and then they thought they had the rights to it, but they're fucking idiots. And we're like, yeah, you you don't. You have the rights to the PC release, not to the console release. And it was crazy how long like these weird split release rights have gone on for Tetris. Because mm-hmm. like there was a point where even recently, like. Cell phone Tetris was like EA, but console Tetris was Ubisoft, and then or like, and then whoever has like Puyo Puyo had rights. I forget if that's like Konami or whatever. Like, because I think it's all owned by the Tetris company now, right? And they just like yeah. they basically just license out who can do what. Yeah, yeah. Tetris is fully owned by Tetris now. But I mean, like, who's putting it out on what platform? Still, even like, has yeah, been true. It, and it turns out, oh, it was just always weird for fucking Tetris. Yeah, yeah. 
I mean, it's Russia. It's always weird. True. Oh wow! So I I missed this while we were um while watching it. Um, I didn't realize Alexi actually owns a portion of the Tetris company. He yeah yeah uh, yeah. yeah he owns yeah. probably about fifty percent of it or something like that or he might have sold his but like him and somebody else bought fifty percent and then the other guy who was originally the div- the the publisher in Russia uh, bought the or purchased or started it with the other fifty percent. And then he sold his 50% to the Tetris company for like $15 million, I think it said. So the Tetris company 100% owns itself, but uh, yeah, Alexi is part owner of that. Yeah, I just, I missed that. Like, I knew that he had started finally collecting royalties in like the early mid-90s, but um, I did not realize that he actually still owned a portion of it today. Yeah. Just because, again, like, it was a Russian thing, and that shit was weird, and when he immigrated to the U.S., I just assumed, like, any rights for that would have just been gone. So it's actually kind of cool that, like, he somehow managed to get them back. Yeah, it was, he managed to get them back by buying them, unfortunately. Like, he bought the rights because he he was able to regain control of Tetris itself and Tetris Company. But, But again, like, the fact that he was able to do that, yeah, it's like, Tetris has never not been a crazy popular game. Like, yeah. it's definitely, like, like there's definitely been, like, peaks and valleys for it, but, like, it's still one of those games where I imagine other companies would have paid money for it also. And had the Soviet Union not collapsed shortly before that, I doubt that Russia would have ever given up its, like, grasp on it. Oh, yeah. Because, yeah. like, even if, it, even if it costs them money, that's just how the Soviet Union was. They were just going to keep it. Mm-hmm. It's like, this is ours, we made it, fuck everybody. Yeah. But yeah, I, Rich, like history more, man. Look, I, I thought it was interesting, I thought it was fascinating, but it's just, it's not that I don't like, it's, I'm not, I'm not gonna hold on to it. I'm not, like, I, I did, I, it was, it took a lot for me to remember a lot of what I did. Um, that I'm just, I'm not gonna remember a lot of what I read, or a lot of what I watch, which is why I don't get into the history of stuff that often, because, well, like get more the, into the history of stuff and then you'll like it more. It just it doesn't it's not entertaining to me. That is how I find movies. <laughs> like like I find it interesting, but it it just it does sometimes feel like homework. Like I I it's one of the main reasons why I just don't really read that often is cuz like my that my level of being able to hold on to information that I read is is low. It's and so like I don't want to read something that's meant to be informative because I'm not going to really hold on to it. I'll read something that's made for entertainment because I won't mind reading it again because it's entertaining. But if it's meant to be informative, it's also going to be boring. Which is, like, I like both. Like, I like I really enjoy non-fictionalized, like, things like documentaries and, like, non-fiction books and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, I find that stuff fascinating because you're yeah. getting you're, you're getting a view into something that you, you otherwise did not know about. Yeah, like I don't, I don't mind document. Like I, I watch, I'll watch documentary here or there. I'll, I, I don't mind it. Like, but like the things I'll take out of, out of it aren't necessarily going to be everything that everyone else takes out of it. I watched all of Tiger King, and like the only thing I took out of it, which is the only thing anybody needs to take out of it, is all of those people fucking suck, and they should all go to jail. Or that die. is not a documentary, though. That is reality TV. Tiger King was 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 a documentary. No, it wasn't. Like, they, they framed it as a docu-series. It was reality TV. It was The Bachelor or Survivor or any of that garbage. No, I mean, it it, it wasn't, though. Like, it was a documentary about him. It 
definitely toes the line, <laughs> in my like opinion. It, like, it wasn't, like, I don't, I don't, alright, maybe reality is not, what, what, which, what channel was it? There was a channel that, did, that, like, they were like, we don't have reality, we have actuality. True and that's TV? maybe, maybe it yeah, was Yeah, that was TV. True TV. That's, with, and that's probably. <laughs> the, the fucking, yeah, the Practical it, Jokers channel now. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it definitely was not a documentary. Because, like, some of that stuff was purposely scripted to be the way it was. And it wasn't even... I think they went into it to be a docuseries. But then the people that they ended up, like, interviewing were fucking lunatics. Yeah. So they leaned into it, that, and, and it became reality TV. Yeah, like... It, it just... I I never watched season two. I refused to watch season two. I didn't think it needed a season two. I didn't think it needed a season one. I watched it begrudgingly because somebody I was talking to wanted me to watch it. I did. I was like, these people suck, and I hate these people. And they're like, oh my god, I know. And I'm like, why did you like this? Because it's fascinating. Yeah. I'm like, it's not, though. These people suck. They're shitty animals. But, like, but I mean, like, while they do suck, it's the same reason people like shows like um, Always Sunny. And I mean, it's the same reason people watch reality TV. Like, nobody on reality at reality TV is a good person. Yeah. Everybody on radio, I don't know. reality TV sucks. Well, Rupert from that season of Survivor, he's a good guy. I don't know who the fuck that is. He was the big bearded dude that um they voted him out near the end of his initial season and but they still I think he still somehow walked away with a million dollars. Um I think it was he was second place and the douchebag who like was like the the big douchebag who like really played the game well and wasn't the lovable guy. He won because he played the game well and everyone was like, "Well, he played it well." So I'm going to vote for him and not Rupert, who, like, you know, is just an all-around good dude and should have won. Um, but I think he still won some money either during. He went to either the uh, the the All-Stars or something else. He did end up winning money at the end of it, just not the full pot. You know, like, just Survivor-related. The If you're going to do that show, you either want to win or you want to be the first person voted off. Because if, if you're the first person voted off, you get, like, a two-month, like, all-paid, like, all-inclusive, like, vacation at, like, a beach resort. <laughs> yeah, because... So, so, if... if w- I don't know if you guys have ever ever seen this, but, like, when people get voted off of Survivor, they're not allowed to go home. Um, So, they go to a resort, and they basically, like, they don't get access to, like, internet or, like, their phones, but they have anything else they want while they're there. Um, Because it's one of those, like, they can't go home and then people can figure out like when people were voted out basically but also right. at the same time like the only people that are going to know that you got voted out are your fucking family cuz that show is not aired week is not recorded weekly you know that it's all re- pre-recorded so like they could let them all go as they're being voted out they could but they don't and you know what? Like, you get like a, like, a, again, you get like a multi week, like, all paid vacation if you get voted out first. If you're voted out in the middle, it sucks because then you just spent weeks, like, being miserable wherever they fucking send you. Yeah. And then, like, you don't even get to go home after that part of it. You then, yeah. then you're stuck at a resort, which, like, yeah, great. It's all paid for, but, like, you're probably fucking, like, sore and miserable from being malnourished for however long. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, all that stuff's stupid. The only that thing, the Rupert only... dude's a libertarian, apparently, so oh. maybe the, not so good. <laughs> the, the, the He's only... not a Republican, though. Libertarians are just shittier Republicans. Maybe. Not quite. <laughs> you don't Look, really know. Look, I, I did, I did, I did a, I did a, um, 
who do you align with test yesterday, and, like, Republicans was at 2%, Libertarians was at, like, 75%, so, like, oh, they're not quite... Confirmed, Richie sucks. No, I mean, I, it was, uh, like, 98% Democrat, 97% Socialist Democrat, so... Yep, so accurate, you suck. No, no. <laughs> I mean... Um, you're a 2% you? Republican. Well, I, I mean, you're good. I don't even know how I got 2% Republican. I don't know. Probably because By of how much I... women's rights. It might have been... I, I don't... I never click on how... Most of the options, I don't click on how much I care about that option. Um, And it was... It might have been... What question was it? That I think you might have pushed that little 2%. I can't remember. I can't remember. Hope y'all voted yesterday. Or Tuesday. No. I voted on Saturday. Well, I voted three weeks ago in the mail. Voted by yesterday. Okay. Or by Tuesday. They even mailed me a sticker that said I, I voted by mail. I never I never actually got my vote by mail stuff. I do believe you had to actually request it this time. Yeah. And yeah. If, if in the t- during 2020, everybody got them. And there was like a thing you could check off to always get them. If you didn't check it off, though, you you do have to go in and like sign up to get them by mail. I mean, it's fine. It's the the polling place is literally right around the corner from me, so I don't mind. I, like, I actually went to the wrong place on Tuesday because they moved my polling place. Way to uh, not be prepared. Look, but the polling place that they moved, mo- the, where they moved it to, is I can see it out my window. It's the church next, uh, the church right down the street where they do the carnival. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's fun. Uh. Are you guys ready to hear what the next uh, book club thing is? Sure. All right. Um, I meant Drew. I actually meant to ask if you'd ever seen this before, um, and I forgot. Uh, we're gonna watch the Young Frankenstein, the Mel Brooks classic. I have um, not. It's on. It's on HBO. Okay. Now, have, other than Spaceballs, have either of you seen any other Mel Brooks stuff? I've seen. I'm sure I've seen parts of the History of the World Part Two, Placing Saddles, probably some of. That's Mel Brooks, right? Yeah. Uh, Trying to think of what or else. I'm, I'm I'm trying to go through. I mean, I used to watch a bunch of Get Smart back in the day. He was in that. Oh, he was in Get Smart, wasn't he? Yeah, he was Maxwell Smart. Wait, no shit, was he really? Yeah. 99, yeah. I did not realize that. I just remember seeing that he was on it. I didn't know he was actually, like, the guy. Uh... Oh, wait, no, sorry. Okay, that was Don Adams. Who the, wait, when? Or did oh, he yeah, just produce that? Oh, yeah, maybe he's not in it. He was in something. Like no, he was it, in wait, a no. series. Gets, he wasn't. It wasn't Get Smart. Oh no, he was. He was the creator of Get Smart. Oh, oh, okay. Okay. I knew so he was involved was. with it somewhere, and I yeah. just took your word for it that he was in it. I mean, and honestly, no, knowing Mel Brooks, he probably did have a cameo at some point. Oh, almost certainly. Yeah, but he, he wrote and and is a co-creator. Okay. Yeah. And I mean, look, he he also did character development, which means. In theory, Maxwell Smart is Mel Brooks. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, I'm, you guys are going to give me shit for this. Um, maybe I've seen one... Oh, no. I mean, he's an actor in that one. But two Mel Brooks movies in my life? Hotel the... Transylvania 3 and Hotel Transylvania, Transylvania 2? No, the, the producers? Which Unless one? The, the, the movie with Nathan Lane. Okay, so the new one. Yeah, the producers is apparently he voiced a cat or something. Um, in that and uh, Little Rascals, the original. Wait, so have you never seen? Have you never seen a like a, a Mel Brooks like 
written, directed movie? As far as I know, no. Not even Spaceballs? I, I've maybe seen bits and pieces of Spaceballs. I've wow. never actually watched Spaceballs. Robin Hood um, Men in Tights? I, I've definitely seen Robin Hood Men in Tights. I forgot that was a Mel Brooks. I've never I did too until I was just... It, for, in my head, his stuff goes from Spaceballs to Dracula Dead and Loving It. Totally forgot. Um, I've never actually, actually, I've never seen Love Stinks. Um, but I totally forgot about Robin Hood Men in Tights. Nope. Never, never seen Robin Hood Men in Tights. It's the best Man. Robin Hood. Yeah. Way better than the, uh, the 1990, 91 with, uh, what's his face? Kevin Costner? Is that who did Robin Hood? Believe so. Yeah. Robin Hood, Kevin Costner. 1991. I was close. Look, this guy, this guy, he's a million years old. Friggin' wrote Paul's of Fury, The Legend of Hank. Like, it's a movie coming out, or came out this year. Friggin'. Yeah, and he- He's a million years old, and he's still writing, still direct acting. He he is also going to be writing, um, directing, and producing. Or, or I'm sorry, writing. Uh, I can't read today. He is a writer, creator, and executive producer on the upcoming Hulu History of the World Part Two, um, which is an it's going to be like an anthology, I believe, follow up to History of the World Part One from 1980, 1981, something like that. Uh, 1981, yes. Man, but, but wow. Mel Brooks has a hell of a filmography. Mm-hmm. He does. And, like, he hasn't made, like, a full, like, his own movie, like, written and directed one since 1995. Because, like, it, he apparently did ha- at least ha- have a producer and screenwriting credit on the um the 2005 producers, which is, frankly, like, it's not bad, but it's not as good as the original. Yeah, and I mean, I mean, like, it's basically the exact same plot. It is almost a shot-for-shot shot read. It is, but, I mean, this is completely, per- like, personal preference. I don't fucking like Will Ferrell. Um, and the 1967 one has Gene Wilder. Like, Gene Wilder knocks things up, Will Ferrell knocks things down. 1967's better. Though, Nathan Lane is Nathan Lane. I love Nathan Lane. I love him so much. What was I, I've been, in, I've been watching, um, uh, Modern Family, and he plays Pepper. Right, Ru- yeah. Um, uh, one of, uh, uh, Cam and Mitch's friends, and he's he's so great. He's so great in that. Um, he's also in that Hulu series, um, uh, Only Murders in the Building. Uh huh. With um, Steve Martin and Martin Short and Selena yeah. Gomez. Mm-hmm. Like that show really does have one of the best fucking like ensemble casts. That's an amazing cast, man. Yeah, it's a it like it's just yeah. Uh, Tina Fey pops up in it, like, she has, like, a reoccurring bit on there, there's a bunch of other people that, fucking Sting, like, like, musician Sting is in the mm-hmm. first season, um, I forget, like, playing him, like, a caricature of himself, um, and then I forget who takes over for him, another, um, Amy, I, I, Amy Schumer takes over for him, which is not nearly as good, but she basically just sublets Sting's apartment, which is funny, um, that's a really good show, though, and Nathan Lane is a... He's a reoccurring character in both seasons, but, like, he's good, because he's Nathan Lane. But, yeah, yeah. so, Young Frankenstein, um, in two weeks, what would that make it? The 23rd. That's our Tw- Thanksgiving. Yeah, the episode will go live on Thanksgiving, apparently. Yeah. Um, maybe if we can pull it off, if, if, you, if it works for you guys, um, do you think we could record on the 22nd that week? Yeah, that's fine. Cool. This way, I, this way I have time to actually, like, edit the show on the 23rd to post it on the 24th. Um... But yeah, so Young Frankenstein, and then, have you guys seen anything about this blockbuster show on Netflix? It's added to my list. Um, I know it's got a pretty 
cool cast. I think the the main the main actor was in um there was a TBS show and he owned a bar. No, Wait, no, it's fucking actor? Jim from it's the Office. Jim, it's Jim. It is Jim from the Office. Right, man. <laughs> and Santiago was, from Brooklyn Nine Nine. That was racist of me because they were both Asian in those shows. Man, whoops. Um, but no, I he's yeah he's Jim from the Office. Also the uh. The Randall FBI Park. agent, Randall Park, yeah, the FBI agent from, uh, the MCU. Um, and I, I want to watch it. It's, 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 it's the dumbest thing. It's got JB Smoove in it. It's, and it's like, the dumbest concept, but I love it. JB Smoove is listed as reoccurring. He's in every fucking episode. Yeah. He is, so he plays the landlord of the strip mall that this blockbuster is in. And he is also Randall Park's character's best friend. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, he is very good. Um, but so, so the whole idea with this show is it is the last blockbuster in the year 2022. I thought this, sh- I didn't realize it was the, when I first heard about this, I did not realize it was the last blockbuster or that it was modern. For some reason, I thought it was like a period drama, basically. Uh, mm-hmm. only a comedy. Uh, but so they are in like Michigan or something like that. Um, and the, the first episode literally opens up with corporate calling them because apparently in 2022, blockbuster corporate still exists. Um, and telling them that like, they're the last store and that corporate is shutting down. And if they want to keep going, they're, they're on their own. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Randall Park's character becomes like the owner of the last blockbuster. That's, that's amazing. Yeah. And it's just that it's a 10 episode season. They're all, you know, 30 ish minutes. And it's, it's a lot of like them trying to make the blockbuster worth going to. Mm-hmm. Um, the, it's either the last episode or the second to last episode. Um, Bobby Moynihan guest stars. And he, he guest stars as a former child actor, um, who is now just a raging alcoholic. Um, and he, he's basically brought in to be like a, um, like a celebrity meet and greet, like you do it at like a convention mm-hmm. to try and get people to come into the, the blockbuster. Yeah. And it just ends with him getting into a fist fight after like losing, losing it to the crowd. It, it's great. Just, it, yeah. But other than that, the show, the show itself isn't, the best um it has like really good moments like the stuff with bobby moynihan and like it has a fantastic cast and the premise like the like the setup for it should be better um but like some of the episodes just kind of drag a little bit and like nothing really happens and they just kind of keep using the same beats in a lot of like the middle episodes because it is while it's episodic to an extent it does have just like that overarching plot line of like this business is failing because nobody fucking buys DVDs anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if you guys have realized, red boxes are, like, gone in the area. I haven't um, really realized, but, like, I never really paid attention to them to begin with. I, you know what? I only happened to notice because I went to that shop right in Brooklyn for the first time in forever. And um, as I was leaving, the their, like, vestibule was empty. And usually it was, like, oh. mostly taken up by the fucking red box machines. Yeah. Um, and then when I went to Wegmans, like, this past weekend for, like, normal grocery shopping, um, as I was walking in, I'm just like, oh, yeah, there's no fucking red box here. So I looked it up, and I think there were three in, like, a 15-mile radius of my house. It's, like, one in Gloucester, one in Camden, and I think there's still one at the Audubon Walmart. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, whereas, like, before there were, like, 20 in the air. Like, yeah. you could go to basically any, any fucking, um, drugstore, and they'd have at least one of them outside. Yeah, but, like, with... Both all of the streaming services and on demand, you don't need that shit anymore. It's, unless exactly. it's like people would use it for games, probably more so than actual movies. 
Yeah, I mean, you're not, you're honestly not wrong. Like, I definitely went to a Redbox a few times and rented a game just to, like, try it out. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like, overall, I think for a 10 episode, like, comedy series, it's, it's like a solid six. Like, if you're gonna, like, rate it, like, one out of 10. Yeah. Um, which means has... Netflix isn't gonna bring it back. Oh, yeah, no, absolutely not. Like, the cast is what saves it. Like, the cast is good enough that it makes some of the less funny bits all just a little bit better than they would have been otherwise. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like it, it is, it's, it's fine. Um, I laughed at certain bits and other parts were just kind of like, I forget which episode it was, but at one point, like there's one of the other stores in the strip mall, the, um, the, like the owner has like two grandsons that are just two little fucking shits. And yeah. they're, like, they're pulling pranks, but like their pranks are like, they're like just mean spirited pranks. Um, and like somewhat dangerous in some cases too. Um, and whereas, like, you kind of expect it to be, like, like something to happen to them at the end, um, like, they never kind of get, like, their comeuppance. They just get sent to boarding school. Mm-hmm. Which, like, that's its own thing, but, like, it would have been, f- like, not, like, physical damage to them, but it would have been funny if, like, the-, the setup at the end of the thing was, like, one of the quieter, like, unsuspecting characters from, like, this blockbuster just, like, set up this elaborate, like, thing where it ended up, like, dumping a bunch of, like like syrup on them or something like that and like sticking them with a bunch of feathers you know like doesn't hurt them just makes them have to go take showers and embarrasses them Mm -hmm. um but instead it's like no like they basically off screen get in trouble for something that they didn't do and then get sent to boarding school nice yeah which like good but also like that's not what i wanted to see i wanted to see these like 13 14 year old children get publicly embarrassed and ridiculed for their behavior. Yeah, I wanted to see these little shits actually get in trouble. Exactly. Um Randall Park's delightful though. That guy yeah, can just I, He can just I, go be in everything. I love him. He's got a show uh it's on Peacock, so I never I've never I'm never going to be able to watch it. It's uh True Stories with Ed and Randall. It's him and Ed Helms talking to people and hearing true stories about their lives that are the most ridiculous stories in the world. And it's huh. like it is legit true stories. Like, you, I remember, what was I, it was probably one of the Conan podcasts. I think maybe either Ed or Randall were on Conan, and uh, they they were talking about it. And it was just like, it, it, they're like, yeah, it's the most ridiculous stories that you think are scripted. It's not. It's, these are real. That's, huh. Yeah. yeah. If, if only Peacock didn't suck. Yeah, if only. <laughs> Uh, I, I, and it's not even if only it didn't suck. I just don't want any more streaming services. Yeah, like I don't want to pay for anything else either. And like, like Peacock and Paramount Plus both just have very shitty interfaces, mm-hmm. and like they don't work all that well on my television either. And yeah, spe- I need to I need to contact my parents because they gave me their Apple uh, TV logins a while back, and I never use it. So, so you need I, it again so you can watch need, Ted Lasso. I need it again so I can watch Ted Lasso and uh, Mythic Quest. Not just Ted Lasso. And uh, what was the other one? The one with uh, Aquaman? Like I or Sight or C or something? It has something to yeah. do with vision because like in, Every- in their world, everyone is blind and then like a, a child with sight is born or something like that. Yeah. It was weird. It did seem interesting. Honestly, like I've only watched Ted Lasso because um, I, I had that like six months free or whatever mm-hmm. um, and <laughs> managed to not use it for anything but that one show. Um, but a lot of their stuff actually does look like it's super high quality. Yeah, I also want to watch Severance. That looks fantastic. I, I, I that's one with um with that. Ben Scott ben or Scott, Adam Scott. Uh, Adam Scott, um, uh, created by Ben Stiller. There you go. I I got <laughs> his real name and his Parks and Rec name confused. So, yeah. um, 
Yeah, that I thought that one looked interesting too. And there's like there's like a Tom Hanks show with him and a robot. I mean, I'll do anything with Tom Hanks. So yeah, yeah sure. Why do you Why do you think Polar Express is my favorite Christmas movie? It's not because it's also an awesome movie. It's because it's got fucking Tom Hanks in it. And that's it. That's it's the only Christmas movie with Tom Hanks. So, is it? As far as I know, unless Big is a Christmas movie, but I don't think it is. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I've, I've I've never counted it as a Christmas movie. I've also never seen Big, but I've. For some reason, I have a feeling that I know he is a toy maker, but I don't think I. For some reason, I have a feeling it takes place. How have Christmas. you never? Jesus Christ, man! I expect that sort of shit from Drew, not you. <laughs> I, I look. I've never. I've never had it to watch, and I've never seen it on. Remember, most of my life was spent watching people play video games. Good news. It's on Hulu. We'll do it for book club at some point. It's your choice. Um. But yeah, that blockbuster show is definitely on the list of things I want to watch. I might actually watch Stranger Things this weekend. Yeah, catch up. On I'd, that. I'd say the blockbuster show is good. Like also on content. Like if you're doing something else and like you're only kind of like like you want a, you want a show on that you like to watch, but like you're also going to be like playing something on the Switch or something like that. Like something like non um that doesn't need your full focus. Mm-hmm. I think that's like the best way for this show because if 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 it is all you're paying attention to, like you're going to get bored of it real fast. But like, it's got just enough going for it that if you're di- if you're slightly distracted, you might find it even funnier. Yeah. Um. Quick, quick side note, just related to streaming things. We were talking about that. Have you guys noticed that there's no fucking easy way to watch anything on the Roku channel on a TV? I don't have Roku channel. Exactly. Like, you can download the app on your phone, but it does not have the option to cast it. At least mine doesn't. I don't know. Because I have a Roku and a Roku, so I have neither. And uh, they this claim just, there this... is an Android TV app, but there is not. <laughs> this this sounds like a you problem. Well, I want to watch that fucking Weird Al movie. Is Roku TV free? Yep. Yeah. Oh shit! I might have to watch that. But like the at this point, the only way I can fucking watch it is on my cell phone or on my computer, and both of those options suck. Though I did see I did see on Twitter Weird Al endorsed pirating that movie if you don't have any other way to watch it. <laughs> if you have no way to watch a movie on a free app, pirate this movie. Well, I mean, I don't know the status of that release in other regions. Yeah, true. I, I think that was kind of the question that like somebody had asked him on Twitter. Was like, hey, when is it going to be available in this country? And he's like, we're working on it. But, you know, there's like VPNs. or a, And he put all caps. Or a torrent of other options available if you know where to look. <laughs> Um, and it is free. Apparently, like, I think there's probably ads in it, if anything. That's, that's um, but it's getting, it was getting very good reviews and that trailer seemed fucking hilarious. Yeah. Like it's apparently wonderful. And they leaned into the fact that Dan Radcliffe is, is kind of ripped. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, like I, I was tempted to just buy a Roku just so I could watch it on my TV, hmm. but Strange. then it's like, why the fuck would the, like, what the you, fuck am I going to do with a Roku? Can't you, can't you cast your phone? I mean, it would be ridiculous to do this, but you could just cast your entire phone screen onto the TV. There is a really weird video audio latency when you do that. I've done that for like non-streaming stuff before. Um, uh, I I get that with um when I'm connected to my car Bluetooth and I'm watching a TikTok or an Instagram or something. Um, it, there it, there is like is a one or two thing. second delay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like, I, I've gotten it if I'm sitting in the car waiting for something and watching, like, like any video on any platform. It's it's that same thing. Like, there's just a, a weird delay on it, and um, it makes your phone 
um, aside from your phone dying, if you turn your screen off, um, the video also goes off. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, for whatever reason, there's just not a... And I get it, like, the app is meant more as a... Um, uh, what, fuck, what is the word I'm looking for? It's meant more as, like, a remote control for your... For a Roku than it is for, like, a streaming thing. But, like, man, if this just had a way to cast it to my television, I would have watched it already. Mm-hmm. But alas, it doesn't. And so, yeah. what, what, so I, I got distracted by a message I got on Discord. Um, somebody I know who he's been playing uh uh the new uh God of War. Apparently, if you got the physical version of the game, it overheats your PlayStation. Weird. That's actually kind of awesome. Yeah. Uh, so he's he's had to restart his stream multiple times throughout the day. Um, because like it would overheat. It's overheating. Um, and apparently it's a known problem. That uh, that only affects players with the physical version. So that's weird. That's interesting. That is weird. Um, also, who who buys digital or non digital games? Um, some people do, especially if you're interested in like the collector's editions. I guess that's fair. I guess that's fair. Uh, Rich, how is Plague Tale Requiem? So it is. It's Plague Tale Requiem is really the best way to put it. Um, if you played the first Plague Tale and you liked the first Plague Tale... Well, assume that I've done neither. You'll probably like this one. But if you haven't played it, you definitely... You should play... Excuse me? You should play the first one because it is it is a very well-done story. It's a very well-made game. Um, the ending is a little weird, but like you won't really understand what's going on if you're like you need to know what's going on in order to get into this one because it's just like there's there's terms there's things that, like you just really don't understand um unless you've played or or uh, at least read up or watched let's plays or or just information about the first one um but it is it's it's a stealth action game um that has they they have Enhanced a little bit of the capabilities from the first one, making it a little bit more streamlined. But overall, like I feel like it's pretty much just the same game with a with more story, which is not necessarily a bad thing because the game is about the story. It is very much more narrative than anything else. Um, I've been playing it on stream, and I catch myself not talking for long periods of time because there's just that much dialogue going on, even as you're walking around or going through the area that like i'm just i'm not talking because i'm trying to listen to the dialogue um it is it's it looks beautiful it looks so gorgeous um but it's just like they they have added a few sequences that just like really didn't feel well the, it because it's more stealth based there are combat sequences that just don't work like literally it's just like all right you're stuck in this room you have to take out all the enemies and it just you, you it's it's a pain because the combat is slower. She has no real like melee attack because she's like a, I think a sixteen year old girl. She really only knows how to throw her sling. Um, you get limited like crossbow bolt. You get like four, three crossbow bolts at the point that I'm at. I'm like eight chapters in, or I'm on the eighth chapter, and I only get like two or three crossbow bolts at a time. So and like that takes a while to even load up and aim. Um, and all of that is just kind of slow and it's, it's made to be a stealth game, but you can go in it and just kill everything. Um, but it's, the idea is to like, to plot out your course to get from point A to point B 
with the least amount of combat or interactions or the stealthiest possible. Um, one thing they did in this one, which they didn't do in the first, was um, you get skills based on how you're playing the game. So if you're being more stealthy, you're going to unlock more stealth skills. If you're being, if you're using a lot more of the alchemy and like mixing things and being smart about it and and laying traps, basically, you're going to get more of that ability. Or if you're just outright killing everything, you're going to get more of that ability. And, and it'll, like, it'll make you, make it so that, like, you can take more hits or you can dodge more attacks or something like that. So it's, it's really cool that they added that sort of, like, action style, action points is what, like, I, I basically call them or action, action skills. Um, okay. but uh, it is, it, it is, it's, it's Plague Tale too. Um, and I, I like, I, when people say that, they sometimes say it in a bad, in a negative manner. No, it's, it's definitely positive because the story itself is always, the, the story of the first one was really cool. It got, again, it got wild at the end. Literally, like, mind controlling mice wild at the end. Weird. Um, and then this one, it just, it kind of continues from there. Like, where you ended in Plague Tale 1, you're like maybe a few days out from that. Which I had thought it was like a few weeks or years. I thought they were much older. No, they're like just a few days older. Um, and there's just like, there's this whole mystery around what's going on with the little brother and like how his, uh, what's called the macula, the, 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 the disease or the, 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 basically the ability for him to control the plague rats. Like that's make it becoming stronger, which is also causing fucking waves. And waves of rats. Like, there's no way there's that many rats that have ever lived in existence, ever, that are in this game. It is amazing how many rats are in this game. Um, but, like, that's the whole, like, big thing that's, like, in, in a sense, that's the, quote, zombie of the game. Yeah, I was gonna say, what, was the first game, like, literal, like, waves of rats? There were so many of them? Yeah, no, and it's the same in this one, too. It's like there, but, like, there were, it was a little bit more calm. In the first one, like there were areas that are just covered in rats for sure, but there is a sequence in chapter four or five that the rats literally destroy a city. There's that many of them, they knock down a fucking castle. Oh wow! Yeah, Jeez. like you, you're running, like you're running from a literal wave of rats at one point. Like it's just they're flowing over each other, coming at you. Um, it just, it, it gets, it gets wild. It gets insane. Um, basically at the end of that scene, it kind of felt like the end of the, the, um, the plate being dropped in Final Fantasy VII Remake. Like it was just, it was devastating and you could see the destruction that these rats are causing. And it's just like, it's so weird. Like there's no way this many rats have ever lived ever, let alone in, uh, at this point they're in Italy, I believe. Um, I, I don't remember. I think they were, I thought they were French. Yeah, uh, that's why I thought this stuff took place too, I, and it, it's not. I thought, I thought their first, I, I mean, her name is Amicia, which I thought was French. It's Amicia and Hugo, but I guess that is more Italian. But they all have British accents. So, <laughs> I don't know. Um, but the first one took place in, I can't remember the town. They mentioned it a few times. But I can't remember the town and city area that the first one took place in. But this one is definitely in Italy. Like you've, uh, you've been, uh, they've mentioned going to Rome. Um, they mentioned Firenze, which was, I remember that from Assassin's Creed 2. Um, so it's like, I know it's Italy. 
they're going all they're going a few miles off the coast of Italy at this point. So it's it's uh it's it's good. It's it's um it's real. It's not too long. It's roughly about seventeen chapters, and each chapter is about an hour, give or take. Like that's Wait, so about... you finished it already? I'm sorry if no, I missed that. No, I'm I uh I'm on chapter eight, so I still have about ten chapters left. I should beat it by Monday. I'm not really too much in a rush to beat it, but I want to beat it before Pokemon. I want to be- beat it before next Thursday or next Friday. So it, oh, it'll God, be that is like next week, isn't it? Yeah, it'll be done before then. But it's just I'm not in too much of a rush because. I, I I purposely picked this game to play right now because I had nothing else to play between last Monday and next Friday. Yeah, wow. I I did not realize how soon Pokemon was. I actually I just bought God of War yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I really want to get God of War, but like I want that to be a like I want to dedicate a first playthrough on stream because I just love doing first playthroughs on stream and like getting that oh my god and like wow factor with people that I'm streaming with. Which, that, like, that's fair. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's, 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 I like Plague Tale. I liked the first one. Um, if you haven't played, it was, it might, it might have been free on PlayStation at one point. I know I bought it on PlayStation. I, but I think, I think at one point it might have been free. think it was recently at PS Plus. Um, I know it was, it was It definitely on, was, because I have it. It was on Game Pass up until literally maybe two weeks before this one, or about a month before this one came out. Because, I mean, that's perfect, perfect, perfect sales strategy right there. Have it, have it free and available until the new one comes out. And then when people who haven't played the first one want the new one, they have to buy the first one. Um, literally, like, I, I don't blame them for taking it down right before the second one came out. Um, but yeah, I, I really enjoy it. They're really good games. They have really good stories. Um, it's just, I'm just trying to think, uh, yeah, that's, that's it. Just check out, check out Plague Tale. Uh, it, it, they're, they're, they're fun. They, if you like a good story, if you like a weird story about the bubonic plague era, that apparently there were people that could control the rats during the bubonic plague, definitely go play it. At least in this world. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, this is supposed to be our world, so it is this world. It's, 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 I'm trying, what was, was there anything dumb to mention? Now, there's one character that makes me think of Russell Crowe, so I, I I just met him, and I just keep calling him Russell Crowe. I'm like, look at this Russell Crowe motherfucker. <laughs> Bless you. Thank you. But yeah, that I always thought the first one looked interesting and just never never got around to it. I got into it because I think it was like 2019 when it came out, and it was highly, highly advertised on Facebook. I saw tons of our uh, tons of advertisements for it on Facebook, and then I saw that it was nominated for Game Awards. So I was like, you know what, I I gotta try it out. And it was on like a Game Awards sale or something like that. So I bought it and I played it. And I think it was like during the pandemic that I played A Plague Tale. Um, uh, and I just I I enjoyed it. I thought it was really good. Um, I I've only talked to one other person who was just like, oh, it was dumb. You can probably guess who that was. Um, <laughs> and it was, uh, like, yeah, he just, like, this game's stupid. So, whatever. Yeah, there's, it's not stupid. You just didn't get it, maybe. I don't know. But, yeah, it was, it was, it was, it's fun. It's fun. That's, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of lost for words on, on what to talk about about it. Cause I also haven't beaten it yet. I'm only barely halfway through. Um, but it, it is very reminiscent of the first one. And it plays very exactly like the first one. So it's, if you so played you that play, one, what, two nights in a row. Yeah, I played uh, Monday and Tuesday. 
Um, and then I plan on playing, uh, I've been really having fun with the longer Sunday streams, like the, the, the afternoon streams. I've been actually liking them. So I might stick with doing like a noon to five or six stream every Sunday, or at least when I can, whenever there's no family stuff. And so I'll probably get a good like five or six hours in on Sunday. Well, that's cool. Yeah. And like, and the- it probably is nice, like change of having it, of doing them like, Kind of like late at night, being able to do one like mid to early afternoon. Yeah, I can do it mid to early afternoon. I can, I still have the rest of my night to to do whatever. Or like, I can, I can, I don't have to go twelve to six, but like, I can go one to six, or I can, like, I can play till six or seven, and like, I can still do stuff in the morning, do stuff afterwards. I really like having the the midday streams. Uh, I have off on Friday, and I was thinking of doing a midday stream on Friday, but I'm gonna, I'm actually gonna clean the house for once. Probably. I don't not, believe you. But maybe. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. At least, you... at least all the fluff on the floor that Chase has been leaving and dust, but I don't know how clean it's gonna be, but it's, I'm gonna clean a bit. Clean. We can't see you, so if you did quotes, you gotta say that. No, that's, that's why I, that's why I inflected the way I did so that you understood I was doing air Whatever. Quotes. Whatever. Look, I'm just saying, like, you you inferred what I was doing. That's why you said that. Whatever. So my inflection worked. Yep. Cobb, tell us about Marvel. It's a it's a mobile game. Yeah. Which is weird for me because I usually don't touch those. Uh, is that is everyone dust? No. They're cards, but not always. Um, have you? Ha, do either of you guys kind of know more than just that, that it's a mobile game with cards? Nope. No. I guess there was a. They had a huge booth at at Comic Con. I they walked did. through it because the floor was comfortable. That's about it. Yeah, I completely ignored the booth too. Um, so more interesting and and definitely has a I I can see like a, a certain level of addiction for people. Um, so it's a card battle game. Um, where it definitely has like feelings of a lot of like TCGs, like Hearthstone and stuff like that. Where, but like with with its own set of rules and and such. Um. You have your deck of cards. I honestly don't know how many cards are in a deck, but it, it does have a, like a set number of cards you can have in a deck. Um, and at the start of each game, there are three locations on on the screen. And it, after each turn, the location gets revealed of like basically what it what it can do. Some locations do like beneficial things, like they give your um, they give each player like additional power that turn. Mm-hmm. Um, and some spots make things like shitty, like you either, um, you can't play any cards in that zone after like turn three, or all of your car- cards cost one more energy, or my least favorite is add five rocks to everyone's deck, which literally just everyone gets five rock cards in their deck, which are, I want to say there's zero energy, um, but also zero um, power, or there might be one energy and zero power. They're, they're legitimately useless and they end up just fucking up your hand because inevitably you end up with those in your hand and no place to use them. Yeah. Um, and then in each zone, you can play up to four cards. Um, ge- not at the same time generally, but you can lay down four cards per zone. Every card has some sort of thing for it, whether it's just a basic, like, it costs X amount of energy to play it, and it'll do X amount of um, damage, let's call it. Um, or some cards have, you know, perks, um, either on reveal or ongoing. Uh, the Punisher, for instance, um, gets one extra um, power for every 
enemy card played in that same zone. So if you play the Punisher in a zone with four cards already, Punisher's going to get four additional power. Nice. Um, there are other cards like um, White Tiger. Um, she costs seven, if I remember, to play. Seven, seven energy to play. Or, no, five energy to play. You cannot have seven energy. What the fuck I'm talking about. Um, costs like five energy to play. So you, the earliest you can generally play her is your, is the fifth turn out of six. Um, but when you play her, she is only worth, she only has one power, but, um, she spawns a, like, astral tiger in one of the other two zones that is worth seven power. Um, and there are certain cards that will, you know, double up those sorts of effects. So if you say play White Tiger on, I want to say it's Odin double, like, will, like, make effects happen more than once. Um, if you play White Tiger on a spot with Odin, you will send those Astral Tigers to both other zones. Um, and the whole, the thing you're trying to do is you're trying to capture two of the three zones by just having a higher number on your side than your opponent. Um, the snap part comes in at the top of the screen you're basically able to bet how much, like, experience you're going to get to level up um, one of your levels. Because it's a mobile game, it's got, like, all that bullshit in there, so there's a bunch of different levels happening. But the one that sort of unlocks um, Battle Pass stuff is is what you snap with. And I want to say, by default, it, it goes to two. If you snap, it doubles it once, and then your opponent can also snap to double it again. So you can get up to eight um, power. And it's almost like um, it's like upping the ante in like poker. Like sometimes you do it as a bluff to try and get your opponent to just retreat, um, and other times your opponent will call you on that. And if you don't have the cards to to win the zones, like that's that. Like you you are potentially losing one or more levels at the end of that match unless you retreat. If you retreat, you just lose. I think the one like bout of energy. Um, and then each turn you get um, one additional energy from the turn before. So when you first round, you always have one energy. Um, if you don't have a card that is worth one energy on turn one, there's literally nothing you can do. Um, there's a card, Quicksilver. If you keep him in your deck, um, he's like one of your default ones you get early on. He will always be in your opening hand. And he is a one power, one energy card. So you'll always have a card you can play on the first turn. Um, and then from there, it's just on turn two, you have two energy. Turn three, you have three energy. All, all the way up to turn six. Um, energy doesn't stack though, so you can't like skip turn two and then have five energy on turn three. You just have three energy on turn three still. Gotcha. Which like sucks a little bit, but also like you have to be more strategic. Like you can't just be like, all right, well, I have these two fives in my hand. I'm just going to hold on to both of them and then play one on turn three and the other one on turn five. Mm -hmm. Um, if you don't play a card on a turn, you're just kind of giving your opponent chances to lay more things out into the different zones. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's, unless you don't have a card that has, like, if you run out of energy, or say, like, turn two, or turn three, you have a card that has two, but you don't have a card that has one, then it's kind of like, well, shit, I can't I mean, use it, my one, and that's Exactly, sucks. and, like, that sucks that you lose that one, but at least you had the two to throw down. So there, there is a, there is a gameplay element of, like, building a deck, like a balanced deck, and not overloading it with hot, excuse me, high power cards. Or high energy cards, because then you're just, your hand's gonna be full of things like the Hulk, which costs six. So you can gen, there are like one or two instances where you can play like a, a Hulk early. Um, 
and one of the um one of the zone abilities is adds five energy to each player. So in theory, on turn one, you could have six energy and immediately play a Hulk card. Um, which like that's probably fine as long as you play it on like that first zone where you know what the thing is, because there are some zones that when they get flipped over, they just destroy all the cards on there or they like take away energy that's on those cards. Um, I have made the mistake a few times of like dropping cards onto zones that weren't flipped over and then like being fucked out of that zone for later on or like losing a relatively decent card. Um, like, uh, Medusa from the Inhumans, her ability is if you pl- I want to say she's, she's three energy and like three power, might be two energy. But if you play her in the middle zone, she always gets a bonus to her power. And there was one game where I threw Quicksilver in the middle zone on my first turn, and then when the middle zone unflipped, it was basically like, you can't play any other cards in this zone. Um, Like, you could only play one there or something like that. So, like, I couldn't play Medusa there, so playing Medusa was actually worth it. Because she would, like, her whole ability was player in the middle so that you get the bonus to her. Um, And there's some other, like, there are some cards with some cool abilities. Um, like, Riri, Riri, uh, Wilson, Williams, um, her, her ability, like, adds extra points to everybody. Um, I want to say Hawkeye, if you add another player to your side in the same area, he gets a bonus. Star Lord, if your opponent plays a card in the same area on the same turn, um, gets a bonus. Mm-hmm. Um, Nightcrawler, you can actually move. So you can play a Nightcrawler in the middle zone, and then on your next turn, move it to one of the others. Yeah, which, like, there, I saw, I actually saw a screenshot that somebody posted where they had, like, some ridiculous amount of, um, points on each zone because of, like, a bunch of weird card effects where, like, like I said, I think Odin is the one that, like, doubles up, um, ongoing effects. And then Monica Rambeau has, like, a similar thing for on reveal effects. So, in theory, like, one of them makes on reveal things happen again. Um, so it like just amplified a bunch of stuff a bunch of times, and this person ended up with like over a thousand um power on all three zones, mm-hmm. which it's basically impossible because I think so far the Hulk is the strongest card. It's six power and that I've seen six power to play him or six energy to play him. It's worth five or um twelve power though. So mm-hmm. when you throw a Hulk down, you got twelve. There is a zone that um turns all of the cards in in that zone into Hulks. So, but it's only up to the point where that zone is revealed, if I remember correctly. So if it's like zone three and you've played three cards there blind by the time it's revealed, those three cards could potentially become the Hulk. You just don't know until, like, it flips over. And, like, you could also be fucked by doing that because it could just destroy those three cards or cut all their power in half or something stupid like that. It's it's interesting, though. It does have the free-to-play, like, we-want-your-money thing going on pretty hard at a certain point. Um, when you first play, you get, like, a free battle pass, basically, where, like, that, like, every time you do something, they just, they give you stuff. Um, and, like, the game's pretty good about giving you cards as you progress. Like, there's a separate, um, like, level system, basically, where after a fight, um, one of your cards in your deck will get, like, bonus points, and you use those bonus points to upgrade your cards. The upgrades don't make your cards any stronger, but it changes um, what they look like. So when you first get a card, it's just like a basic like 2D card. Um, and then like the first level has it break out of the frame. So like the, the character and whatever's going on comes off the frame of the card. 
Um, then it becomes like holographic where you can turn your phone and it looks like cool in 3D. And like it does like stuff like that going up. But every time you do that, you get points in this separate like tier tree. And every so many points, you unlock a new card. Mm-hmm. And it looks like they're all like the cards are the same as you go along. Like everybody gets the same cards from what I've seen. Um, and then you have, but then you have your battle pass. And for the most part, it, so far, it looks like the battle pass is almost entirely like variants of things that you probably already have, except for like the big one at the end, which I think it might have just ended. But the most, the, the most recent battle pass was a, um, like a Miles Morales symbiote themed one. So the card you get at the end was a Miles card. And that looked like the only way to do it, but you have to pay $10 to get that battle pass. And then also max out that battle pass. So, like, that stuff is the sort of stuff that, like, kind of turns me off. Because I just, I don't like microtransactions and having to... I'd be happy to spend money once on a game like this. Um, if it was, like, just, like, turn off ads or, like, unlock everything or whatever. Um, and be able to just play the game and unlock cards and stuff as I go. But when it's like, no, we're going to make you pay $10 every month to unlock cards, it's like, no, thank you. That's well, that's, that's where you're getting a little... Eh. But that's that's the, the online, it's, that's the free-to-play model, is the battle passes. It's just how those games work. Uh, 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 Apex does the same thing, but it's not to unlock... It's it's to unlock, like, cosmetics and shit like that, which, like, it, you you don't necessarily need. But you probably can also play enough to where you can just use the money that you get in the game to buy the battle pass. Exactly. And it that's one of those situations where I'm actually all for it. So Avengers did a similar thing. Like you could do like the pay for battle pass things within Avengers without ever spending real money. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I mean, but you could prob- probably most, and again, it's most games with the free to play uh, uh, have, have this. You pay for one battle pass. If you can succeed in getting that entire battle pass, you get your money back. So it's, it is a one-time fee as long as you continue to do every battle pass. This game does not have any sort of, like, it does not have that sort of currency. Like, there are in-game currencies to do completely unrelated stuff. But, like, I'm pretty sure I know what you're talking, like, Apex does a similar thing where, like, as you do the battle pass, like, you unlock things or, like, you unlock in-game currency or whatever, just like Avengers. Uh-huh. And then you can use that in-game currency to then buy the next battle pass. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this game does not appear to have that. Like, I looked around. Um, you can you can accumulate gold through doing things, but that gold seems to be used for other micro- microtransactions. It's one of – it's kind of like Pokemon Go where, like, you can't just buy Pokeballs in Pokemon Go. You have to buy gold to then spend the gold on Pokeballs. So I can go in and buy – something with gold or i can spend real money to buy gold to then buy something in the game but i can't use that gold to then buy the battle pass hmm. uh, if should... that were the case if it was like if, if it did have like the in-game currency where you could buy it once and as long as you keep doing it you you could keep unlocking battle passes that wouldn't be so bad but this being a mobile game is less you know it's less user friendly than that yeah they should because they should... mobile games are very like they make all their money through microtransactions. Yep. Um, and they just, it doesn't have the same effect as like an Apex where, um, cosmetics matter. Like, not that commit- cosmetics matter is the wrong word. Cause like they don't, like they don't change your game, but people care about cosmetics. Um, in this, it's not so much because like all you're really getting are variants to certain cards. Um, it just sucks that like I can't just give them five bucks and buy mine. Not that I would want to do that either. But I have to give them $10 and then grind my way through this battle pass. 
And, like, that's the part where it's, like, that's not fun if I have to keep doing that to get this every time. Like, if I have to keep giving you $10 to unlock this one card. Yeah, I mean, I, like, I get that. I, I do. Like, it's, I've never bought an Apex Battle Pass because I, I know I'm not going to play enough to complete the Battle Pass to be able to get the next Battle Pass. I, and it's like, for me, I'm like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna pay to not be able to complete something. Um, I've also never bought a character, and I'm, I want, there are characters I want to try. Um, and I'm just like, man, I don't really want to pay you every time a new character comes out. I kind of just want the character. Um, you should play Overwatch. No. <laughs> nah. No, nah. like, legit Overwatch, guess what, you can't just get characters anymore. Oh, did they get rid of that in Overwatch too? You have to, yep. you have to play, you, you have to unlock the character. If, if you had Overwatch 1, you have all the characters. Well, all the characters plus the first one they added to Overwatch 2. They just announced the second character they're adding to Overwatch 2. You need to pay for the battle pass and grind out the battle pass to get the character. That's bullshit. Or just pay for, it might be the level 1 battle pass thing. I don't know, but in either case, you have to get the battle pass mm-hmm. to get the new character. Yeah, that yeah. does suck. Because, yeah. like, and that that was what, what was great about o- Overwatch. But it went free to play, too, I think, right? Yeah. Yes, yeah, Overwatch so, I mean, 2 that's, is free. Yeah, it's like, that's their way around, like, Overwatch 1 was a $60 game, so you get all the cult characters for I, free. Over, Overwatch 1 eventually did become free to play, though. I th- No, no, never no. mind. It didn't, it didn't, actually. You're right. No, it wasn't free to play. I thought by the end it did become free to play. But no, it was... All the, all the, it was because they were, if you have, because you don't have to get, you don't have to buy or re-download anything if you had Overwatch 1 to play Overwatch 2, because they just merged Overwatch 1 into Overwatch 2, so if you had already paid for it, you had it. But if you didn't already have it, have Overwatch 1, you would have to install Overwatch 2 or something. I don't know, it's, the way they did it is weird, entirely weird, um, but also, fuck Overwatch, well not really fuck Overwatch, fuck Activision Blizzard. Yeah, I mean that that is actually valid. Yeah. Um but yeah, th- if you're looking for just like a like a, kind of an idle game, like not an idle game like like a idle idle game, but something you can idly play while like you're watching TV or stuck in a in a Zoom call. It's it does not take a whole lot of time to go through a round. Um it's like 5 minutes at most unless your opponent is really bad. Um cuz they have um there there's a timer per turn. So mm-hmm. like you can't just spend forever staring at it. Um, and there, it's only six turns in gen, like overall. So you know it's it's fairly quick. There's only so many combinations you can make when you only have like you know three to five power in the first five turns. Um, you want to hear something wild? Sure. There's just under four thousand people watching people play this on Twitch. I believe that. But it's <laughs> it's dominated one person one point six thousand views. The next person just under seven hundred viewers. So it's because one dude who's super big has mo- has half, almost half the viewership of this game. If he weren't playing it, it wouldn't have that many, but still. And, like, it's, it, it is one of those things where if you don't care about, like, the whole, like, battle pass and you're good with just, like, whatever cards they give you, it's not hard to win because it, re- it, it really is luck of the draw. And it doesn't seem like, at least in that first battle pass, the Miles card doesn't do something so crazy that the people that do pay and get it are, like, instant win. Um, and it seems to do a good job of matchmaking you with people that are at a similar level. So you're not going to go up against somebody that has some ridiculous cards that you haven't reached yet, um, which is nice. Um, I have only... I think I've lost 
two or three times. I think I'm around level 40 as far as, like, card unlocks go, 40 or 50. I think I'm, like, level 20-ish from, like, the, like, your core level thing that you get, like, for winning. Um, And, like, most of the times I've lost have just been, like, unfortunate zone things or when the zone gives me five rocks in my hand and I literally get nothing but those in my hand to play. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's unfortunate, like, there's just nothing you can do with them, and you can't get rid of them quick enough, um, so you're just kinda, you're stuck with them, and it just, it fucks everything, uh, but it, it's otherwise, it's, it's very quick to get through a round. Nice. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, that, that is all I have to say about Marvel Snap. Uh, nice. anything else either you guys want to talk about? No. No, I don't, I don't really have, I don't, I don't think I have anything. I don't think I have anything. Alright, well, in that case, I think that will do it for this week. Um, two weeks, we're going to do Young Frankenstein for Book Club. And then, other than that, you can find more of our content by heading over to www.one-quest.com. Uh, you can also support us by going to patreon.com slash onequest. If you can't support us there with your dollars, though, you can go to your favorite podcasting platform, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, rate us, review us, subscribe to us. It all helps more than you realize. You can also find us on social media, facebook.com slash onequestonline or at one underscore quest on Instagram and Twitter. Our YouTube channel is youtube.com slash onequestvideo, and you can always send us emails to social at one-quest.com. And then, Rich, what's your uh, streaming schedule look like? Um, back to Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Sundays. Uh, the rest of this week, uh, Thursday will be Monster Hunter, so, uh, Sunday will be Plague Tale, and I'll probably be playing Plague Tale as well on Tuesday, Monday and Tuesday of next week, Monster Hunter on Thursday next week, and if I can get around to it, probably won't be able to until Saturday of next week. Uh, Pokemon. We'll probably do a bonus stream on Saturday and Sunday next week for some Pokemon. Um, I don't know if I'm going to be able to stream it on Friday because I believe we're recording Brose next week. So, oops, <laughs> I shouldn't have said we could record that day. Damn it. Uh, Way to fuck yeah. up, man. Just uh, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Sunday, back to my normal schedule. Uh, Twitch.tv slash B underscore Walnuts. If you put those push notifications on... You'll always get notified when I go live. All right, and with that, we will be back next week with something else to talk about. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. See you.